Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
circle update circle circle mm. want to connect to Al Gore's internet <laughs> <clears throat> what's up morning Jade okay. I got a treat for you man what guess what I watched this week uh Wolf of Wall Street JFK <laughs> strapped in did the whole thing? Uh, I'm, yeah, not the whole thing, but uh, spread it out over a couple couple days. But Sunday night, I was like, um, I'm home. I have a couple hours here. Been trying to watch it for a while, but it finally popped up on HBO Max. So checked out JFK. And what do you think? I mean, it's great, huh? First of all, it was like the best PowerPoint presentation ever. <laughs> the, but the trial. Well, I mean, yeah, finally when I got to the trial, but just uh, the run of the run of actors, like the casting is Amazing. phenomenal. Like you go back to back from John Candy sweating his ass off, like calling yep. people daddy-o and daddy-o. talking about eating crab. <laughs> and then you go right into Kevin Bacon as the, yes. the gay prisoner. Yes. And, and then eventually Donald Sutherland talks for 16 straight minutes. I mean, yeah, it was... It was something, man. It was it was definitely a great watch. I mean, three hours, but it was worth it. Those are all. Well, wait. Um, yeah, they're all based on real people. In the the book's great. The book uh, on the Trail of the Assassins is so good. And, the Garrison uh, book. Yeah. Yeah, you would find the uh, more context inside of that. Uh, Mister X is based on a. Uh, uh, a former Pentagon guy named uh, Fletcher Prouty. And they, <clears throat> Oliver Stone uses a lot of artistic freedom here, but because Garrison and Prouty don't become friends till after the whole trial. Mm, gotcha. Um, and then um, Willie O'Keefe, Kevin, O'Ba- Kevin Bacon's character, mm-hmm. is a Kevin com- O'Bacon. Kevin O'Bacon is <laughs> a combination of. A couple different. I think it's two different people. I guess I'd have to go back and look. But uh, and then you got Sissy Spacek. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's the loaded loaded cast like Tommy um, Lee Jones, Joe Pesci's running around with what's, Dan what's my man's eyebrows. Name? Uh, Jack Lemmon, the guy, his boss there is um, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau are both in it, and then Ed McMahon. Walter yeah, Matt, who's uh, who's his boss though? You going through my files? I think that's Ed McMahon. <laughs> And then uh, punches him in the face. Of course. Um, uh, who plays Oswald? What's uh, Gary Oldman? Gary Oldman. God, it's so good. Yeah. Some and then Joe Pesci. It's it's endless. It's just, it's, yeah, like oh, it's Ed Asner. That's who it is. Even Jim Garrison himself, him. who plays. Uh, yeah, that might be the best I've ever seen Costner do too. Like, just the. It's so impressive to. Because I mean, the last thirty, the last thirty, forty minutes of the movie are just him talking. Dude, you haven't seen Tin Cup? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Tin Cup. Okay, well, that's that's the best costumes ever been. So good, the music, everything, the edit. I really love the editing of the movie. How Oliver Stone did that. Yeah, he's doing the thing where he's switching between like different film stocks, and you know, you, you can't yeah. tell. Like he's making shit look like found footage and documentary stuff, and yeah, it's yep. great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Now I finally, finally get back into the left. 
Get it. <laughs> Back and, and to, to the left. left. He does it like six times, right? Back, Back and, and to, to the left. left. Yep. Man. Back. What up, Zach? To the left. Just living the dream, guys. Oh, living God, I'm so tired. The dream. I'm so tired. I could have slept for like five more hours. Oh, man. Crazy. How was the game last night? I missed it. It was all right. It was not, uh, it wasn't like drama filled. The Clippers went on a big run in the third quarter to kind of get some space and they just controlled it the rest of the game. Chris Paul and Devin Booker were terrible. Yeah, like, Chris Paul's finally helping the Clippers win. <clears throat> I'll be honest. I, I was like, there's no way the Clippers are going to lose game three here. So I was, <laughs> I'll just see what happens later. <laughs> Come on. You know? Um, <clears throat> man. But tonight, tonight. Tonight's the night. Budenholzer season. Dude. Nothing more exciting than Budenholzer Every season. Every time I see him, he's looking more and more haggard. You notice this? Yeah, man. I think, like, I coaching's a tough life, man. Especially without the suit. You know what I mean? I like the no suit. I actually somehow think he would look more haggard in a suit. I know that doesn't make any sense, but I I think he like would. He just would be unable to tighten his tie. It'd just be a little loose. He couldn't tighten his tie. I think his, his shirt would be untucked halfway around. He cracks me up. I think it'd be tough. Yeah. Coaching is the most stressful job in the NBA, right? It's got to be. Like, because players... Players at least get like the, they get the athletic, like they get to expend all this energy. So it's probably releasing some of their stress, but coaching, you just kind of pace back and forth. And <laughs> yeah. Cause you, cause you, I mean, you can control some things, but you don't really you have really control. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then GM, you're like, you know, removing the coach and yeah, you blame the coach. Yeah. And he's just, that's the, that's the beauty of being the the front office executive executive. Like you just, you can, do you think that like blame the coach? Steve Ballmer or Mark Cuban gets more stressed out than a coach? Bomber. Bomber definitely does. Yeah. Bomber is definitely way more stressed out than Tyler. His blood pressure is just like <laughs> stratospheric. His blood pressure is just, yes, <laughs> I have it. Yeah. Actually I do. Yeah. Have it. I have it. They yeah. do have blood pressure. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I almost was in a GM role for my kid's soccer, my son. Oh, you can't do I, it. I def- can't I've do done it, the coaching. What? I love Jay, the coaching. What? They're going to get you What are you going to do? you going to like buy players on loan? What are you talking about? Well, GM. <laughs> well, Grayson, he, he made the travel team for the town. He's ranked number okay. five okay. in the town, which I think nice. is low, by the way. Fucking low. Well, who's making these rankings? Uh, these tra- they 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 have these trainers. That's part of the city program, and then it's the they Kevin go Pelton of Simsbury, Connecticut. They do. Um, these guys are like soccer players, and um, so they do two tryouts. And then they evaluate the kids. And uh, Gray was number five. Um, and so I, I applied for this the job of like the to be like the head of this travel league next year. But uh, the guy who got it has like 15 years experience. So, Mm. so I I still might get like an assistant role, which I'm hoping for, but the, the GM role, like I now looking back and seeing all the stuff has to do with it. No way would I want it. It's way too much coordination. No, no, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like organizing. No, you don't, I, I just want to. I just really want to be on the field and like that part of it is cool. I mean, it, it's it, like it's a child, right? Like you could you could just go on the field. I feel like. Who's gonna yeah, stop you? Yeah, you go stay on the field. Like, <laughs> although, hey, good game today. Although, oh, you're you not know, gonna stop me. Even boot. if I don't get the assistant, you're not gonna stop me from coaching my son. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, you're 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 veering dangerously into sports dad territory, and like, the, I definitely remember, like, uh, I had this these friends who moved from El Paso, but they were Argentinian uh, that joined our soccer team and shit in like third grade. And their dad was just this huge Argentinian man who would come and just yell his ass off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> eventually, the other parents were like, can that, can this dad not show up anymore? <laughs> He's ruining our vibe. I mean, I think I told the story that I had a friend uh, growing up where his dad got banned from Little League Dude, games. Yeah. My dad was... And so he would just go sit next to the outfield Bobby Valentine from everybody and just sit there and, and yell Bobby V with the mustache yeah uh, my dad was a kind of a nightmare when I turned around 12 I think 13 he just I have some memories that were like traumatizing but got over it I guess I don't know I don't want to be I don't know. My dad, one time I was playing for South Windsor here. We were really good. And I I wasn't getting enough ice time. And so my dad, one night, I think he had like, like, to be quite honest, my dad was still, we're close in age. So he was young at that point. I'm older than my dad was for my kid, you know? And he, I think he had a long night, like drinking or something. I don't think he slept, (laughs) you know, like, as I recall, and he just starts like berating my coach from the stands like <laughs> in the <laughs> loudest fashion possible it was traumatizing the coach even said to me it's like jade don't worry don't worry jade you know what i mean wow <laughs> awful terrible but uh i think that was the worst time but uh but the problem with children's sports is it just gets and i even noticed it last night at this gathering we had for the you know for the whole upcoming you know years it's gonna be you could just feel the tension between the parents you know and it's i don't know it's the weird tension down your plums yeah i mean it's kind of it's kind of the thing of like the the nba head coach thing it's like you you don't have control like you can tell your kid whatever before and you can talk to him about the game but then you know it's a bunch of kids running around playing the sport and like some people that sits differently with different people. Like, like some the, people are but, fine with it and some people are not. It's like the Zion thing, right? With his family being like the, the, the key point there. They're not happy. I remember Bo, Bo, Bomani said this past week, like, why the hell do teams care about <laughs> professional athlete right. parents? You know? Right. Like, yeah, they may help. They may influence him someday, but I also like, you could just like win. Yeah. And they're probably going to stay. You win and you pay them, they'll probably stay. Funny. Hear that, Zach, Grayson? Did you see Fast Nine last night? No, 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 no. <laughs> today. Fucking... Uh, I'm uh, uh, not today. I don't have time today, but I'll probably go tomorrow. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, it technically is the tenth one. Yeah. Because Hobbs yeah, and yeah. Shaw yeah. counts. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. 
but they're calling it yeah they're calling it Fast Nine because Hobbs and Shaw was a, a well, spinoff. They but, it um, aside to its own yeah its own path. But oh um, man, is there uh, any I can't wait bigger franchise than that. Yeah, Bond. Bond has more Star than Wars. Yeah, Star, Wars. Star Wars is around the same now. Mar- I mean, technically, yeah. Marvel, if you count it as a franchise, is in the twenties. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one because I think they're all connected. So you kind of. But have in to. terms of same same cast, I mean, Vin Diesel wasn't <laughs> in started- two of them, so or I guess he was in the end of one of them, so he was only really not yeah. in one. But it's his franchise, right? right? Yeah, it's it's the He's, Vin Diesel. Yeah, franchise. well, yeah, because he came back to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny. Like I started watching the first one yesterday, just rewatching it, and it's just like, man, it's so different than yeah. where the franchise oh is now. God. Like they're fucking superheroes <laughs> now, and they're, like the first one, they're trying just yep. trying to rob these like combo DVD TV yep. players, yep. like just robbing a, a semi truck. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And it's very just dangerous. Semi truck. Yeah. Sounds like sounds they're like, like the Sopranos. Like, you know, yeah, they're like blown away because. Cause, uh, cause Paul Walker has like $10,000 worth of like, you know, upgrades to his car. And now I'm thinking of like, they have the highest military grade of everything, no matter what, no matter what this, they don't explain how it's just, we got it. It's it's amazing. Yeah. AFE. Like they're going to see everything. They're going to go to fucking space. Like they're going to go to space. Favorite moments from the franchise with Roxanne Gay. That was yesterday's episode. It was freaking. It was such a great walk down. Oh, I haven't lane. listened yet. Is that oh, all yeah. jumping all around. Is that all Vin Diesel does now? Because he was a good actor. No, uh, I mean he's he he tried this movie Bloodshot, which is yeah. He's still making it. It was real movies, boring, but yeah, it's all it's all just like it doesn't matter. Like he hasn't done the, anything that matters. Besides the only one that series. stands out to me is Boiler Room. Yeah, he's <laughs> good in Boiler Room. He was great. And he's also that. Groot. He's also the voice of Groot, which I don't know if that, I mean, he just says, I am Groot. So it's not really like very complicated. That is a grift and a half. <laughs> I would, I would do it. Oh There's my no God. doubt that I would do that. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Groot grift. I think the real money is like, if you can get into like being a video game voice and all that stuff, you know, does any kind of voiceover work? If you can get into that. Man. Well, I mean, yeah, like we've sort of been training for that. You know, yeah, like true. we are already disembodied voices. So, yeah, if we could just add another job that's just being oh, a voice, God. that's a dream someday. Speaking of uh, maids, I got your mic coming next week. Hot mic, hot mic coming in. Hot mic. It'll be sounding real Flat good. Eden, tones. By the way, Eden moved to Brooklyn. Did you guys know this? Yeah. Eden got a job. She moved to Brooklyn. Sounds like a net positive Going through a whole <laughs> whole so thing, and that's why she's not with us in. today. We miss you, that's, Eden. It was like I would have been watching her Instagram yoga, and I'm like, oh, she changed the, the angle, changed, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know. I didn't know she moved. You know, I was like, oh, she's yeah, it was trying like something else. Real abrupt, like got the job and moved. I think within like five days, so it was a pretty quick turnaround for her. But I'm very excited, and I'm sure we'll get an update from her. Hopefully next week going forward. Fellas, the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and your wardrobe. Your fits need to be versatile, blending timeless style and comfort so that you look as good as you feel. That just cuts clothing. 
That's right. I got the Cuts t-shirt. I got the Cuts polo. And my favorite, I got the Cuts hoodie. The material, the fabric is premium quality, but it's got a minimalist aesthetic to it. I like the way it looks on me, but I love even more how it feels because I can wear these things. I won't get too hot. I won't get too cool. It's just the right amount for whatever I'm trying to do. Take a plain tee, but make it Tony Stark. The bleeding edge of fabric technology meets the man confident enough to wear it. <laughs> That's your boy wearing cuts, and that can be you too. Cuts is premium with a purpose. Each piece of clothing is designed with custom-engineered fabric, expertly graded for the perfect fit, arming you for every challenge and opportunity. It's what my man Steve Borelli had in mind when he created the company in 2016. He set out to create clothes ready for every occasion the modern man faces. Listen to me. I want this to be very clear. This is not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash ding. That's cutsclothing.com slash D-I-N-G for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Don't get left out in the cold. Get yourself some cuts. I put out the thread last week. Uh, I didn't put out one this week. What do we got? So Avecino at CSALCINO5 asks, why are Uber slash Lyft so expensive? And the reason is because they can. Yeah, that's pretty much it because people will pay it. Well, also, like, isn't there something with how, like, they've, re- I mean, they, it's not like they were ever pro driver, but like, they've really screwed over the drivers to where the drivers are now, I think, trying to game the system a little bit to get the higher fares. Hmm. That, that would make sense. I mean, I know that in California, they snuck by the, the last round of voting. They managed to trick everybody into voting for the the proposition that favored them. That basically uh, keeps the keeps the drivers as not employees. And there was a right. lot of like confusion about which way to go on that. But if if uh, if drivers were employees, they'd have to like give them benefits and stuff. So it would be like much worse for Uber and Lyft. So they won that one, you. but. My theory is that they're actually the same company posing as two. Therefore, there's really no price <laughs> competition. Mm. It's my theory. They're they're basically the same price anyway. Right, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they yeah. it's like it's like the sneaker places at the mall. What's the there's the uh, champs and then there's foot action. Foot action. Yeah, they're foot the same champs, company. Foot Locker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can one of you beat this price ever? You know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> there's a there's a i can't remember what street it is it's on melrose and like i don't know somewhere else here in la but there <laughs> there's two chevrons on this, on these corners yeah i know like there's a, <laughs> it's a chevron and then across the way like diagonally what is that kitty corner is that what that is then uh, there's another chevron i'm like what the fuck yeah, is they got that area I locked just up. drove by that the other day i couldn't believe it i was like there's two chevrons in this one intersection what are you paying you for gas that, you know that every morning at 5 a.m the two franchise owners walk out to the curb and just yeah. stare at each other daggers <laughs> um what do i pay for gas yeah what is it there 
Well, you know the you know the Bugatti's got to have a higher grade uh, of gas, so I'm paying for the '91. Yeah. Um, but I think I think last time I filled up, it was like four seventy. Wow. Like yeah, it's it's pretty wow. severe right now. What's that? Ninety bucks? Eighty? What does that end up at when you fill it up? Uh, my tank is my tank's like fifteen gallons, I think. Maybe fifteen and a half, something like that. Yeah. God. So yeah, it's like it's like almost seventy bucks. Pay three nineteen now, which is high. Woo. A year ago, it was like a oh dollar ninety nine. You know the sexual favors I would do for three nineteen a gallon. <laughs> is that the same for you? It's probably more for you, right, Mace? Uh, yeah, I think the one near my house is a, like the four ten, four twenty range. But you know, dep- spots scattered around the city, it's definitely like four fifty or higher. Damn. I just, yeah, uh, I just had a trivia question a couple of weeks ago of the highest gas price in the state is like four ninety or something. And it's up in, it's on the coast of California in some small town. There's one, there's one, uh, funny enough, it was near Sussman's old place. Uh, there is <laughs> one shell gas station that is like, there's nothing, no other gas stations around it for, for quite a, quite a while. Right in the, in the middle of the of that like kind of south beverly area yeah and it's always over five yeah it's all it's and it's always been over five and it's just because they can yeah because it's a rich neighborhood and and there's nothing else around uh, it for gas I stations super undercut it it's 673 a gallon in mendocino wow that makes more sense yeah wow damn 673 i just just walk damn I think it's That's one of wild. those ones where they there's not a Chevron across the street. <laughs> like there's not a Chevron <laughs> within maybe like 50 miles or 30 right. miles. So that's how they're they're pulling that shit off. But good Lord. Oh, man. They're probably like, do you imagine being this gas station in Mendocino and you get one of those things that happens in California all the time where you've got like a Lamborghini club or something like that? and like 15 lamborghinis all need gas at the same time and Mm. pull into this place oh my god it's like you just like put put the clothes sign on and just retire for the next month you've probably gotten (laughs) used to it by now zach but when i was out there i'm always like all these beautiful cars going by like here you see like a lamborghini it's like seeing like a fucking whale or something you know what i mean right right. god (laughs) out there it's it's like every other car um, yeah, there's uh oh man, what is it? There's like a super like basically like the the Tony Stark Audi. Mm, um yeah. out over here there's a there's a black one that lives in the apart the the apartment building on my street that is it looks identical to mine. It's just like down half a block and and on the other side of the street. But I but there's a guy there that lives there that has this Audi and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, why do you have that car and you live in this apartment? Take <laughs> that money for the car. That's in a nutshell, man. And, and go, and go, go, like, get a house? Exactly. Like, what are you doing? I know what your apartment looks like. It probably looks like mine. Yeah. Like, why do you have this Audi? He's so trying sad. to stun on somebody and impress somebody, Oh, man. my God. Because you can't drive your house to work. And <laughs> That's true. You can't. Take it to meetings. Well, depends on the, depends on the <laughs> house. True. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, in, in California, like, any weekend... If you are driving on Highway 1, you will eventually run into some some kind of car club of a bunch of dudes who like to spend their weekends driving on Highway 1 with other people in the same car. 
which is <laughs> even if I was a rich so motherfucker, weird. I don't think I would ever do that. No, no, that that I mean that just reminds me of the the Larry David like waving at other Prius <laughs> drivers, like <laughs> like I get that it with I motorcycles. Get. I get it with motorcycles, right? And that'd be, that, but that also be like. Let's all get on the bikes and we'll go for like a week, or you know, and like go somewhere. No, you see it here on Sundays. I, I do not understand the motorcycle thing in any way. (laughs) It's like let's go. We're gonna go. We're gonna stop. Then we're gonna go. (laughs) We'll stand around. Chip may get a coffee. Depends on his heartburn. That's burn. the peddler bikes. And then, and yeah, then we're gonna go again. The peddler bikes do that. They go to Starbucks. All right, see yeah. you later. <laughs> well, I, I was at the Marina Safeway and I saw this crew of like sixteen-year-old Latino kids, and they all had AirPods and like pretty sick bikes, and they looked like they were having a pretty sweet day. So, like, I kind, I, I kind of get it. Like, if. If you have oh, a crew man. and you're all like into the same shit, yeah, just like ride around, I guess. You know what I you know what I like? Air conditioning in a car. <laughs> yeah. You got that on a motorcycle? Because I really like no, air you conditioning. You get the wind in, in your car. hair, baby. I am bugs in my nose. Like I don't mm. want that. Oh man. What else we got? Uh, just to close out the Uber Lyft thing, like my when my buddy who lives on the other side of the city comes to uh, to trivia night, it's he lifts and Ubers are like fifty bucks. So he oh my god he calls a cab. Yeah, I mean cabs are in cabs, cabs are, are cheaper back. now. Yeah, cabs are bad. Like, I think That's the cab funny. is like twenty five bucks or something, like maybe thirty, like half price. There's a shout out to Polly D of Jersey Shore. Cabs are here. There's a, there's cabs are here. A, in in Hartford, which is nearby to me, there's a thing called Hood Uber, which is just random dude drives <laughs> you somewhere. <laughs> that doesn't seem. You right. just gotta know. You gotta know. It's like there's it's no on the underground. There's no. <laughs> you just like raise the flag on your mailbox. The car pulls up. But seriously, like as opposed to a twenty five dollar ride, you can get it down to like ten bucks if you if you know the right people. Yeah, makes so. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Q Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad.
I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go out to? I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. We're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell and say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Vance Williams at Boys Bunch of Numbers in honor of the late, great Ned Beatty. What is your favorite movie monologue? <clears throat> oh, that's a good question. Coming off of uh, coming off of JFK, which uncorked two of the longest monologues I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I, I'm going to take the Donald Sutherland one. That one was pretty impressive. For viewers of the CBS soap opera, As the World Turns, first word came at about 1.40 p.m. Eastern time. It happened too quickly for cameras to be in place. And I gave it a great deal of thought, Grandpa. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Then it was back to the soap opera, but not for long. Soon after, Walter Cronkite was back, reporting from the CBS newsroom, complete with rotary telephones and wire machines. This picture has just been transmitted by wire. It is a picture taken just a moment or two before the incident. If you can zoom in with that camera, we can get a closer look at this picture. And almost exactly one hour after his initial bulletin, this now famous announcement. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. That stuff is like, because I, I help Aaron like tape a lot of auditions mm -hmm. um, because the pandemic just made them obviously not in person. And, um, and man, like there are times like she's got to memorize all this yeah. shit. And I... Like, it really is impressive to me. I'm just like, man, that's so much. Yeah, I think monologues it's are so something much. that stick out to actors the yeah. most. I was just, um, like, I was just, li I was listening to Seinfeld about 
the Costanza monologue for the whale where he hits the Kramer hits the ball. Oh, the my marine biologist. God. And apparently, C was angry that day, my friends. Yeah, and so like an old man trying to send back soup at a day. They they made that fix like right at the end, like literally while they were recording. They they wrote that yeah. and they said that um, Jason Alexander learned it like spot. Oh, I understand. You asked me anything. Yes, What's my favorite episode? I get that question a lot. I don't really like to give an answer. <laughs> I, I have to say the marine biologist is a very big favorite of mine. Just because of the last scene, which Larry and I wrote late, late that night before, where George describes what happened. Uh, you know, he was angry that day, my friend, and was 10 feet high from the And Jason, so amazing, we gave him this three-page monologue. Like, he said, you got, I said, you got to know this in an hour. And he just, no problem. And he did it. And when I, in that scene, if you look at my face, in the scene, I am not in the scene, which I rarely was in the show. I was really just thinking, like, this is funny. I'm usually thinking, this is funny, this is working. But in that scene, in the marine biologist, I'm looking at Jason, and the only thought in my head is, I can't believe he's getting this all right. <laughs> he memorized the whole scene in an hour. And Kramer pulling out the golf ball. I just thought that was the greatest. And you know, when you have the biggest laugh at the end, that's a great comedy success. It's difficult to do. Somebody else? Somebody over here? Yeah. Just, I'm like, I can't remember like, like five letters to open a password. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> I'm just constantly resetting a password to what I think it just was. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm always doing. Here's some options here. The, the Big Lebowski has a monologue. I'm the dude. Yeah. So the thing that makes that one so special is all of the stammering and the uh and the uhs. Um. Uh. I'm like he he's new shit has come to light. Like he's just in the limo and they're pressing him and he's he's drinking a white Russian and. Philip Seymour Hoffman and the Big Lebowski are just sitting there, basically letting him just go. And then at the very end, they hand him the envelope with the toe. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> you fucked up. <laughs> like you, like you, because they let him talk for so long, you think maybe for a second that he's actually like convinced them of something or, you know, new right. shit has come to light or that he's doing his job. Right. And then they're like, this fucking idiot. He just ignored it. <laughs> Here's the toe, man. That's funny. Yeah, uh, what King um, Kong? You know that one. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I just oh, I watched this when one. King Kong just yelled at the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building that monologue. I yeah, just that whole wa- movie's kind of a monologue for Kong, you know, because yeah, no one else is really is responding to him. So, um, no training day, man. That's <laughs> that still holds up. That's a good movie. A lot of the Joker scenes in the Dark Knight are monologues. Obviously, he uh, that. Christoph Waltz, the opening scene yes. in uh, yes. Inglorious Bastards. Awesome. Yeah. The interrogation. Man. Yeah. I, every time I watch that, like, That's I so good. get chills. Like, he, like, that is a perfect, perfect performance. Yep. So well written. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Social Network has one. Betrayal. Yeah, Sorkin Sorkin writes a bunch. So oh Sorkin loves to and those ones are those ones are usually like people talking really fast, but still also for like five minutes. 
I'm surprised this one's not on here, but the the movie Network has a famous one. Yeah, I think that's. I'm pretty sure that does. Um, does uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross count? Yes, the the, the so Alec Baldwin. Yeah, one hit wonder, and uh, yeah, because no no one's talking in that scene, right? But him, like he's just a tour de force, and yep. And well, Ned, yeah. uh, the question Jade was about Ned Beatty, who is the, um, from Network. Oh, that was him. There you go. Yeah, Blade Runner has one. It's called um, Tears and Rain. Anything about Blade Runner? Tears and Rain. I watched sea-beams Dude, I've come to the... Oh, who did this one? What's his name? Scott Ridley? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Dude, I think... I think he's a phenomenal director, man. Obviously. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, he... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're going to get any pushback on that from me. Like, I'm with you. He, he definitely has some misses, but... He, I mean, the highs are higher. Like, I, I think, was this on a Cinephobe episode? Was it on the fan when we argued Ridley versus Tony, Zach? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I like, just, I love. I think Tony's more consistent, but Ridley has the higher highs. Was where I landed on that. Um, this doesn't really count as a monologue. Uh, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's definitely a monologue. With the, yeah, it is. The, with the big brain, you know, look at the big brain on Brad yeah. and all that. Can I, that can I try your burger? <laughs> yeah. That definitely that's can. Def- oh, that's that new Hawaiian that's joint. Definitely, yeah. I think the thing that I'm not going to count, though, is anything that's in voiceover. No, no you that, that's just Ben Affleck at the start of every Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> yes. Where he's just narrating. He's just narrating. It's got to be in his contract, right? Yes. There's not a single Ben Affleck movie where he's just not narrating to start it. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. This is where I first come into the movie. Drives me insane. This scene was shot in a little oil platform in uh, Los Angeles, not out in the sea. Bruce added the idiot part of that line. Harry Stamper oil on the rig. You will not disobey my rules. You got that? Yeah, I do got it. Right now I need to hear five words from you. I had to loop almost the entire scene because these steam things that you see in the background inexplicably spewing steam were on this audio for my line, so I had to loop it all, which was kind of a drag. Mike always liked that I'm a little edgy. It's so brief, and it, it goes to show you that Bay pays attention to like the littlest, tiniest things. I don't think anyone who saw the movie noticed that I'm a little edgy line, but every time I see Michael, he's like, how you doing? Are you edgy? <laughs> but I guess, yeah, it's, it's something that I don't think... Like the 
like like I said, JFK, I was really like, oh, these guys have not stopped talking for a long time. Like at the end, I'm like, how long has it just been Kevin Costner talking? Which apparently he rehearsed minutes. in the pool with his mom coaching him on the on the script. <laughs> 45 minutes, right? Pretty much. I mean, there, yeah, there's like, I think you probably break it up into to different sections, but essentially, yes, right. no one else is talking. Yeah, and exactly. So I like, like, I like the obvious. part. A part of it that I love is is more the telling you what happened as opposed to the reflection part of it mm-hmm. about what it means. Yeah, like the breaking it down. But I like what he Robert Shaw. I like when he looks at the camera though. Did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> Maze? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Break that fourth wall. It's on you. It's on us. Love it. Robert Shaw and Jaws. Mm. Dolls. A few good men. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. They're counting. They're counting the taken when he's on the phone. Oh, yeah. that's a great one! Oh my god, number one right Chills. there. You kidding me? I watched the original Shawshank, which is Escape from Alcatraz. Clint Eastwood. Oh, that's a good movie. Excellent movie. I don't have money, but I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it.
I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. Oh my god! But if you don't, I got a lot of respect. I will for look actors, for you. Man. I will find you. Oh, what? And I will call I you. I watched The Aviator last night. Wow, it's a good one. Yeah, I haven't gone back to that one in a long while. time. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I hadn't watched it in a long time, and uh, Leo's phenomenal in it. Kate Blanchett, too. Love Kate Blanchett. Katie Blanchett. Katie Blanchett. Yeah. Katie Blanchett. All right. Vinny with a smiling shrug uh, shrug emoji at Spillner 6 No real question, but I wanted to leave this response to Waz here. Crying tears of joy emoji. So in response to Waz's appearance on the Bill Simmons podcast last week, McDonough at Phoenix Suns GM said they really shoving this wasley dude down our throats <laughs> to use a ringer phrase i'm so not in on wasley uh, i want to no, know who's burner that wasley. is love me some what it's wasley's it's wasley's burner wasley turns him into like a old british butler <laughs> wasley get in here they're really shoving Where's this wasley dude down our throats yeah. Wasley, where's my tea? Wasley, what do you think of the Phoenix Suns going up 2-0 on the Clippers? So funny. Wasley, who is this Terrence man? <laughs> Wasley, when are the Bucks going to go small? If Terrence Mann was from England, would he be Terrence Bloke? <laughs> Terrence Gent? Terrence Gent? Terrence Bruv? I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of caliber family, you know, the the gents are right across the pond. Or the blokes. I, I do love, I do love just all of the new people being exposed to Waz's stuff because he is, he really is like, he's given the whole package, like every performance, <laughs> he's, so to speak. Oh man, he's just. <laughs> He's gone through. He's gone through the Rolodex, and he is nailing like, it. Like I just, I love what he, I love when he pulls out a take that I've known that he's had for yeah. years, and just like surprises somebody with it. That's always, that's always a lot of fun. But yeah, Wasley's doing great. Yes, he is. Um, confidence man, flag of Haiti. It typed in whatever. What makes you nervous no matter how many times you do it? So what makes you lack mm. confidence, man? Walking over the storm drain with keys or phone in hand, I always oh, clutch a little oh, that's tighter. A good that's good one. Funny. You know, I just, that's a good do you know one. that I just came up, like, I actually just thought of that the other day, which is odd that he asked the question because I was going to empty the trash and I was doing the swirl thing with my keys and I walked right over the storm grate, and I was like, shit, if I actually lost the keys there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I never even thought of that, but uh, that doesn't, that that's something that if I, you know, it's like, you don't want to have that be a thing, because if it becomes a thing, then you're going to do it, where you think about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, has that ever yeah, happened I mean, to you? I, it happened to my brother at my wedding. He oh, was, somehow. Shit. My wife, my sister-in-law went to get something in the car and she dropped the keys in the, in the drain somehow. So, and it was a whole to do, but it was cool. Cause it was like a big team effort. We all like got together and figured out, 
you know, to get the grade off and get him. So mm, it was a success story. I mean, I don't know, like other things. I mean, I'm not like walking you know, around with those in my hand that often. Like, oh, I love a good key spin. Yeah, a good key twirl. I'm always oh, twirling love it. keys. <laughs> Man, it makes you feel like a cowboy. Exactly. It's just to say, yeah. it's like doing the whole. Makes you feel thing. like Doc Holliday. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys are just living on the edge, man. I'm trying. Oh to think. man, like, I'm reckless with keys. What's um, one for me. That I always, if I have to get something out of a garbage yep, disposal, no, I was going to be mine. Knowing ah. I'm nowhere near the switch, yeah. Knowing I'm nowhere near the switch, yeah, no. I will be freaked out the entire time. What if it turns on? Yep. I, what? And they, there's a couple movies at least. That's a good one that play with that, right? Like, or like with the blender. Well, ma, the the mom and dad, mom and dad did movie. it with the blender. Yeah. yeah, with the blender. Yeah, but like, yeah, the. There, you know, there. That's one of the easiest ways to like actually give me like ang- like movie anxiety is to have a a scene where somebody's gonna reach into a a garbage disposal. Like that one hits close to home for whatever reason. I had something crazy happen to me the other night here at the office. I was um, I don't even know what the hell I was trying to do. But for some reason, my mic wasn't working. So I started fidgeting with all this gear here. And then it just started making a loud buzzing noise. And like, I'm like, shit. I got kind of scared that the building was going to explode for some reason. <laughs> like, I mean, I was really high. And um, I was worried like that if I had touched like just like a USB cable, I was going to get like electrocuted. Because it was making this crazy noise. Yeah, I guess any any type of electronic near a bathroom sink, mm. I'll be uneasy about. I won't be that confident, even though I know it's no like it's not going to happen. Toaster in the oven? I mean, toaster in the bathtub. <clears throat> I used to uh, always, always, throw, always keep my toaster near my bathtub. Big one for me. The shit out of us with that when we were kids is driving like a bigger car or van or oh, a truck. In my yeah. old job, I had to drive like the biggest U-Haul you could get, which was super nerve-wracking. Like, dude, and it always worked out fine. But like, you, you just yeah, it's like Here, if this it, goes it, bad, like, when I moved, it's enormous. York, when I had to move from New York City, I had to do that. The U-Haul getting out of the city with a truck is no easy affair. Oh my god! But yeah, not only that. I was really worried that I'd taken one of these routes that had the low bridges, mm. you know, and I did. Yeah. And every time I'd come to one of these bridges, I was like, I'm going to get stuck. I'm going to yep. get stuck. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to, at one point, I remember I drove between two 18-wheelers in oh this God. huge U-Haul, and I was like, this is it. This is the end. I'm not making it out of this. <laughs> <laughs> they're both gonna swerve and i'm gonna get crunched and that's I don't, it i don't like driving next to those with a car i always wonder could i slide under this thing like fast and furious and i know i know the physics don't work but i just you know part of me wants it to be a thing that can happen even in the bugatti bugatti's not quite low enough you don't have a button that <laughs> lowers <laughs> you closer and flattens the car cars out. go under trucks Oh yeah, that's the first movie, Jade, Jay. That's like Jade, the number Jade, one stunt. You're just getting started, <laughs> baby. In the new one, they have a car that 
gets hooked on a chain and fucking flies off a cliff and like swings across yep. to another cliff. Like they had a car <laughs> drive from like out the window of one skyscraper into another skyscraper. And then Jade, you know what happened next? Out that skyscraper into a fucking another one. Dude, they had cars parachute. Oh yeah. I love it. I've never seen these. Did they have a car go under a truck? <laughs> they fucking raced a submarine on ice. <laughs> oh man. Let's give these a whirl. Oh man, you got to. Like, look, the the first one's fun. The second one is not good, but it's fun. Yeah, so, I mean the Tokyo second one Drift is, is and Tokyo and Drift is okay. The fourth one is just shit. Yeah, I, it's hard for me the, to decide which one's worse, three or four. I think the fourth one is the worst <laughs> one to me, and then the fifth, and then the fifth one is when the rockets involved, and that is one of the greatest action movies of yeah, all the time. Yeah, the fifth, the fifth was just a complete redefinition of everything, and Jay, the, there's it's a, kind there's of escalated a scene, from there. Yeah, there's a scene in the sixth one, yeah, where they are on a tarmac racing, trying to catch up to a plane. And someone did the math. Someone did the math of what that would take. And apparently that, that, that runway would have had to have been like 26 miles long for that, like for that scene to make any kind of sense. I think, I think someone did the math. There was like 26 mile long runway that had to have been in order for that scene to make any kind of sense. Like they do it all. Oh man. Man. It's great. I can't wait for tomorrow. Man, I'm gonna watch the fuck out of this movie. Do you go will you go to the theater? I have, yeah, this is gonna be my first theater movie back. Nice. What was the question, Mason? Uh, <laughs> oh, the things that we you were hear. Right right. Yeah. <laughs> Keys Still in the drain. The... Keys in the drain one. Um Oh, like driving driving alongside a cliff. Oh, that one worst. doesn't bother me for whatever reason. Oh, the man, worst. that freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Like windy roads. Add Jamaica to that. Waterfront, water, like really close to the cliff, water side. That doesn't really bother me either. Oh, yeah. Did that reason. when, even worse is when you're driving on a cliff in a Caribbean country and you're not driving. You're a passenger. Mm, the passenger, yeah. Jamaica, I did that, man. It was the guy was going like eighty miles an hour. It's crazy. Caleb Landmaster asked, "Camping in a tent in the woods is probably the most unappealing vacation imaginable for me. What vacation Whoa. would you hate the most that everyone else seems to love?" Love that one. Wait, what was the what was the vacation? He doesn't like camping in a tent. Camping. Oh, uh, what would okay. what do, vacation would you guys not like? Going camping next week. I'm not crazy about camping, but I do enjoy it. Like I'm, I'm good with it for a while. I just, my thing with camping is like, I'm good with, you know, kind of roughing it and like like being dirty and kind of smelling bad. But like, I can't do that for like more than like three days. Cause then it just like, you hit that point where you're like mad gross. And then I feel real uncomfortable, but yeah, two nights is about all I can do. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm good with not showering and, you know, basically having your whole body in campfire smoke 
for multiple hours. Like I, I'm, I'm into it, but you just hit a point where it's, you feel gross and you're like, I don't, I don't, I'm not into solar showers or half, I'm right. half asking it. Like I want to be clean again. <laughs> um, I do not enjoy a hostel. I only really did that one summer. Um, and it worked at the time cause I was solo. So it was like super easy to meet people that way. I don't yeah. think I would like it now. I don't think I would like it now. Also, I love a road trip, but I don't know that I would enjoy at this point in my life a road trip in like an RV. Have you ever been in an RV road trip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, my friend, my friend's dad had a had an RV. Okay, because I to, um, I've always I thought we that would be like a step up, but it's probably the same when thing. You're, where it's it's like great. you're half. I think now it. though, yeah, now I think like I would not be, I would not be into that. Some of these. RVs are insane. Like the last time I went camping last year, it was at an RV place, and uh, you roll, you walk around, and like people have these high screen, uh, big screen TVs. Yeah, they've literally transferred their living rooms to these places, and I'm like, is this camping? <laughs> this is a little glamping. Glam- yeah, call it glamping, glamping baby. Glamping, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the fun thing about camping is you, when you walk around the campsite and you check everybody's else's like setup out. You're like, damn, these guys got a fucking Sprinter van. <laughs> I mean, it's like a 72 inch TV with cable. I'm like, they're playing video games. I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, you're outside though, baby. <laughs> Strange. We went camping, camping last year with the kids, uh, which was fun. Um, in fact, in the middle of the night. Sadie got really freaked out by the bullfrogs that were croaking (laughs) (laughs) all night, you know, until it's funny because you hear two of them. There's many of them, but you'll hear two that are close by and they're talking to each other. And then by like four in the morning, they're they're having sex. So that (laughs) their croaks have become one croak. (laughs) It goes at the end of the night. They're <laughs> That's what it is. Sadie got so scared that she had to come in because we had them in this cabin that we rented, this tiny cabin. But it was, I don't know, it's tough. Like the kids got scared not being in the tent with us, you know? So the second night, everyone was in the tent. Yeah. My friend was talking about like how uh, he was at a bachelor party last weekend, which was a bunch of dudes on like a, a lake boat. For like three days, <laughs> and uh, that, that sounded that sounded like maybe a little much, you know, like lake like boat facilities as your only option with like twelve Oof. dudes. That's yeah, that's, it would have to be a yacht. It'd have to be a nice like yacht, succession <laughs> style. What I do, yeah. What I do like about it though is the quietness, you know. Uh, yeah, and you can just pee off. Like obviously, shit's a problem, but you could, you could poop in the ocean. 
Not ideal. We yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we go to a place that has facilities like showers and and whatnot, you know? Yeah. You can it has a little store, you can go buy whatever. It's not like it's not like crazy. I've done the camping thing. I did a whole month in California where I shot this rock climbing movie. And these guys sleep anywhere. Like yeah. they'll set up tents anywhere. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm going to the motel. And I did that Josh <laughs> at Joshua Tree. I'm like, I'm not doing this. You guys do this. I'll shoot the movie. I got to charge my batteries anyway. That was my big excuse. <laughs> yeah, like I've never gone. These guys are crazy. And that's that seems like probably they'd be pushing it for me. You did that as a kid, right, Zach? Coos, yeah, I did that coos. as a kid. Coos, coos, baby. Meal the Hiking? camper. What? Like, like where you hike? Yeah, where we hike. would like hike like miles camp. into the forest. You hike, then you camp, camp. Then you hike the next day. Wow. Yeah. I got a lot of respect I think it was called Twin Lakes. I think that was the area we used to go to some somewhere outside of Sacramento. I think Twin Lakes, that, that name sounds familiar to me. Sounds like a great movie. <laughs> yeah, we would yeah, we'd hike. We'd hike for, man, we'd hike all day. And then, uh, and then set up camp, and we'd be there for, yeah, probably two nights, and then take everything down, come back. Were you into it as a kid? The whole, uh, I liked it enough. Like, I, I'm sure there were times where I was like, ah, we're doing this again. But then once you're up there, like, man, it was fun. Like, go swim in the lake and go like search for shit and everything. Like, that was fun. My cousin did the whole Appalachian Trail for oh, like man. two months or something. Those those freak shows up there. Can't trust him. I'm like, <clears throat> that's impressive. All right. Anyway, well, we've got a short show this week. Zach has a, an appointment at one. Yes, sir. Uh, Maze, you want to wrap it up? Oh, show for Jade Hoy, Zach Harper. I'm Anthony Mays. See you next week on the mailbag. The mailbag. Hashtag Ask All right, thanks, guys. Ask Wozley. <laughs> Have a good one, right, buddy. Later, uh, do you want track? Yeah, I'll send him. You guys yeah, got yeah. it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Fellas,
We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.